Welcome to Hunter's Quest Podcast. My name is Hunter, but this is our quest. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hunter's Quest Podcast. I am your host, and yes, my name is Hunter, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this new project, this new podcast for 2021. It's going to be a lot of fun. we got some really cool guests already lined up to be on the show. Some industry guys, some former special operations guys, some people you've probably heard of, and some people you've never heard of but are still really fun to listen to, like my cousin. <laughs> so yeah, I want to start off with a disclaimer right off the bat, which is that I am not a professional hunter. I'm not even an expert, and I don't claim to be. You know, I'm just a normal guy, and I might be slightly above average as an outdoorsman, maybe, but that's just because I've been doing it for almost my entire life and it's what I'm passionate about. You know, same goes with fitness or nutrition or even spiritual matters. I do not claim to be an expert, but I'm going to have some guests on here. Uh, Some of them are experts and uh, you'll see as we go through this podcast, I'm going to be real honest with you guys and real open. I have made some mistakes that are probably pretty funny in retrospect, but, uh, at the time, many of them were not funny. Um, but hopefully we can, you know, learn together and grow together. And, you know, hopefully I can learn some stuff from you guys as well. And, you know, as the name suggests Hunter's quest, um, it's kind of about my quest to become a better man, a better hunter, you know, a more well-rounded outdoorsman, uh, you know, be a healthier individual and spirit, soul, and body. But uh, it's our quest, too. I want to um, grow together and learn together. I want you to come along with me as I kind of continue this this journey that we're on. You know, there's a lot of really cool podcasts now um, about hunting and how that relates to, you know, healthy lifestyle and physical fitness and um, and all that stuff. And I love that. And it's it's a really cool uh, momentum shift in the world of hu- hunting. You know, it's... When you think about hunters now, you know, it's starting to change from the old kind of overweight dude sitting on a stand, drinking a beer, smoking a cig, you know, throwing butts in the woods. Like uh, this new world of this new generation of hunters is something that's really cool and really exciting. Um, Guys that are, you know, training hard physically, you know, hunting hard, you know, going, getting after it. So, but there's one aspect I feel like that hasn't been talked a lot about in this sphere and it's something that's really important to me and that's spiritual fitness. You know, um, I think that's, to be honest, uh, you know, something that's not, like I said, it's not talked about, but it's extremely important and something that's been huge in my life. You know, um, I've, I've been through some stuff in my life. I have survived a, a drug addiction to like hard drugs. I've come through obesity and I'm now kind of in this place in my life where I've been clean for five years. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. Uh, you know, I lost 75 pounds and I've kind of been evolving into a, a new type of outdoorsman. You know, hunting was always there, even through my dark times, I still was a hunter. But, you know, this year I really got into backpack hunting and did my first trip to Alaska. It was completely public land, DIY backpack trip. And man, it just opened my eyes to a whole new world um, of hunting and 
and different opportunities. So got some more really cool adventures planned for 2021. We're doing antelope in Wyoming and a trip to Kodiak, which is going to be awesome. But um, yeah, I want to I want to touch on physical fitness, health, you know, healthy lifestyle, hunting. But I really want to not with all my guests because I'll have some guys on here that are in different places spiritually. But um, with a lot of my my guests, I want to really delve into their spiritual fitness and how their faith plays an aspect or plays a role in, in um, them being the best hunter and the best father and the best man and the best person that they can possibly be. So, you know, be expecting that. Um, I do have a background in Christian media. So I worked for the Christian Broadcasting Network for seven years as a camera operator and then a producer for the 700 Club. And I work now in full-time ministry. Uh, I've been working for my church for a while uh, after I left the Christian Broadcasting Network. So I wanted to find a way to bring together my passion for the outdoors and hunting and backpack hunting and adventure um, with my experience in media and also my passion for uh, fitness, physical fitness, as well as spiritual fitness and helping people to grow into the best version of themselves they can physically and spiritually and mentally. And I thought this project, Hunter's Quest, would be a great way to do that. You know, I was thinking today that hunting is one of the only activities, maybe the only activity, or at least the best activity, that is completely holistically challenging and like nurturing to the body, the soul, and the spirit. So I'm really excited about delving into faith and spiritual fitness. You know, it's just like physical fitness. You have to have some discipline to train your mind and your spirit and renew your mind just like you would with physical fitness, you know, and some days you don't feel like doing it, but you got to be disciplined and, and put in the work. So I'm looking forward to it. And, um, you know, 2020 has been a rough year for a lot of people, but, um, there's also been great opportunity for growth. It's been an amazing year for me, you know, as I've been continuing you know, this journey, this daily journey of growth to be a better follower of Christ, a better man, a better husband, a better hunter, you know, more physically fit and ready for that next adventure. I'm looking forward to what the future holds. And I want you guys to kind of come with me in real time um, as I continue that journey. I saw a really cool quote on Instagram the other day. It said, we will never be what we are not right now becoming. So with that in mind, we're just going to we're gonna do this thing. So anyway, I think that's enough on that. I think you guys get the point, and obviously there will be more to come. But right now, uh, I wanted to mention uh, social media. If you don't mind, go over to Instagram and give me a follow at huntersquest underscore, and there you'll find all kinds of just video and photos of my day-to-day, but also anytime I have a guest, I will feature them on there with links to their stuff, um, as well as, you know, if I'm talking about a certain hunting story, like when I do the Alaska episode, there'll be tons of content from Alaska, and so anytime we talk about a hunting story, you can go over there and see photos and videos from that adventure. Also, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the Hunter's Quest podcast and leave me a five-star review. It really helps me out big time. Okay, shifting gears a little bit, I did want to go just a little bit more in depth into kind of my background, where I come from, my history. If you're interested, uh, keep listening. If not, that's fine. Um, The next episode is going to be about me and my cousin's first public land deer hunting trip into the western part of Virginia. 
And uh, in a lot of ways, it was a complete debacle, <laughs> but we did come out of there with some success and learned a ton. And it was really my first, it was like dipping our toe into the backcountry hunting experience. And uh, my cousin's pretty funny guy, and we usually have a good time together. So it should be a lot of fun uh, to listen to. So go ahead and check that out and uh, stick around. and uh, just wanted to give you guys a little bit more in-depth background on me um, so you know who you're listening to. I'm 33 years old, live in Chesapeake, Virginia right now, and grew up in southeastern Virginia and uh, really started hunting, man, probably around five or six. Um, My dad started bringing me, you know, I think as soon as it was safe to do so, and um, he was a bird hunter, uh, waterfowler, and... um, so, you know, he'd take me out uh, with my Red Rider BB gun, take me out to the dove field and into the duck blind and occasional goose hunt, you know, basically acting as his human bird dog, <laughs> running out and grabbing the birds for him. And uh, man, I just I just uh, had an immediate connection with it, um, just being outside, being with my dad and just the excitement and adventure of it. You know, we used to... Um, I still vividly remember just, uh, you know, the night before a hunt, he would start going through his hunting closet, as he called it, just a closet with all his hunting stuff in it. And we would start pulling out gear. And I just remember the smell of the stuff and the anticipation and just talking about the plan for the next day. And uh, I just ate it up. And, um, you know, I'd almost never get any sleep the night before. And I would just pop right out of bed, you know, no matter how early it was when we were going hunting. I just I just loved it. So yeah, hunting has been something that, uh, you know, besides from my faith, it's kind of the one thing in my life that's always been there through all the ups and downs and weird different turns that my life has taken. Um, you know, even in the kind of darkest times of my life, I was still going out hunting. I was still getting, you know, my spirit was still getting fed from being outside and being in nature. And it's just always been there and always been something I love. And, uh, you know, it's my name and as I've grown as a person, as a man, as an individual, my love of hunting has been has continued to be there and, and grown with me. And now I'm doing kind of bigger and better things. And um, but yeah, so uh, from the time I was a little kid, like I said, going with my dad, and then I got a Red Rider BB gun, and I would shoot squirrels and birds. And I don't know if you know what these are, but I grew up on a marsh and um, just would spend hours playing in the marsh. We had these little things called fiddler crabs, or these little tiny crabs about man, about the size of a, I don't know, a quarter. Their body's about the size of a quarter. But they got this, the males had this one big claw. And I would stalk those things in the marsh and actually shoot them with my BB gun. And I remember I had like a big string of claws. I think I watched Jeremiah Johnson, the guy with the, uh, with the bear claw necklace, and that inspired me. And I had a big string of fiddler crab claws that I had hunted. <laughs> And then, you know, I got older and started shooting a bow and I started hunting rabbits and squirrels behind the house. And, um, so it's just always been in my blood, I guess. And, um, then, uh, I think I was about eight years old and, um, we were, we had a dove hunt planned and I was playing outside and my sister came and got me and said, Hey Hunter, you know, come in the house. Dad's got something for you. 
And uh, man, I will still never forget that. Walked in, saw that green box, you know, and it uh, said Remington on it. And um, opened that thing up. Brand new Remington 870 youth model pump shotgun, 20 gauge. And uh, oh man, uh, I'll never forget that. I was just super excited and took that thing out. And uh, on the first dove hunt with that thing, I actually busted a dove. That's that's pretty good, you know, for a eight year old to bust a dove on their first attempt with a 20 gauge. So, but I'll never forget that too. And my dad showing me how to clean the birds and then, you know, bring them home and eating them and just great experience. Um, and, uh, so yeah, as I got older, we would, you know, do an occasional, you know, as much as possible. My dad would take me out dove hunting, duck hunting pretty much every year, occasional goose hunt. And then, uh, man, I was about 14 years old. We got permission to hunt on this farm uh, through a guy at church uh, on the Eastern Shore. Um, I don't know if you know about the Eastern Shore. It's a little strip of land on the very southern part of the Delmarva Peninsula, uh, the Virginia part, Northampton County at the very tip. And uh, it is just thick with deer over there. And there's some big deer over there, and but there's just a ton of deer. And check out the my Instagram account. I'll post some pictures of this. But... Um, yeah, I remember that first time I went out, you know, sitting in a little bean field with my bow, uh, early October. And I remember distinctly just watching, I saw 14 deer just kind of one by one trickle out in this little bean field and they just had no idea I was there. And, you know, I still, I still get that, that my heart pounding and, and, uh, get real excited when I see a deer, even to this day, even a doe or a small deer, when that first deer pops out in the field, I get excited, and even to this day, but, you know, it was the first time I'd really seen deer up close, and they're, like I said, there's 14 of them, and they were just super comfortable, the little bucks were sparring around, and I could just observe them for, for I think, a couple hours, you know, and um, I was just hooked, man, like, I just knew that's what I wanted to do, and, you know, like I said, my dad was a bird hunter, and still he is, he loves waterfowling, but he wasn't much of a, a deer hunter, Um so he didn't know a ton about it, but I really just dived into it. I started just reading every book I could find, watching hunting videos. Uh, the Drury Outdoors guys were a huge inspiration to me there in those early days and just learning everything I could and practicing my bow. And I set up a tree stand in my backyard and I was practicing my bow. And man, I could, I could hit a squirrel at like 45 yards with that thing. You know, I wasn't successful that year at getting a deer with my bow, but the next year, I actually I shot my first deer with my bow as a doe, and then um, actually shot a little buck a few weeks after that um, with a bow and arrow. And um, man, it was just you know I was done after that. It was it was all about bow hunting, and um, it was really cool because I you know I'd really dove into it myself and really taught myself how to do it. And like I said, my dad was awesome about getting me going, but. Um, you know, it was really on me to, to really get good with a bow and, and figure out how to kill a deer with a bow. And that sense of accomplishment after um, after that first successful year was, was amazing. And, you know, I'm not much of a reader. I never was. Um, I mean, and I remember just ordering books on Amazon about deer and deer hunting. And there's one particular that I remember called uh, Whitetail Strategies from a guy named Peter Fiducia. And, uh, I just devoured that thing and I was going through with a highlighter and making notes and 
I mean, it was all my parents, and my teachers could do to get me to read my school books. Uh, but I was just pouring over this thing. And I even remember, um, you know, I, I was not doing great in pre-algebra. And, uh, and I remember specifically being in pre-algebra class and hiding a sheet of graph paper into my math notebook and, you know, looking like I was taking notes and paying attention, but really I was drawing a detailed map of the farm that I deer hunted on and figuring out wind direction and stand locations and all this stuff. So I was, I was completely obsessed and, uh, and just hooked on it. So I love pretty much any type of hunting. Um, I love dove hunting. It's awesome. I love duck hunting. I love really everything, but I will say, um, most of my energy, most of my time, thought, you know, finances, uh, are directed at big game. It's, I don't know, it's just what I gravitate towards. Um, I love big game hunting. Uh, I'll always love bird hunting, but, uh, deer hunting is where I really cut my teeth as a hunter and really became the hunter I am. And, um, and as that evolves into, you know, different species and going out West and chasing after caribou and antelope and, Honestly, right now, I can't think of anything with more of an adrenaline rush than when you're, you know, having a staring contest with a huge buck, you know, 20, 30 yards from you. There's just nothing like it. And I just love the adventure of it and the challenge and, you know, kind of the chess game you're playing with those animals. And, uh, you know, I love the payoff of uh, tons of meat. (laughs) But we all know that there's so much more to hunting than the kill. And yeah, that is a huge part of it. I'm not going to lie. I like taking harvesting animals, but we all know that it's so much deeper than that. Like there's this thing that I really don't know how to articulate it very well, but it's this feeling. um, I remember having it from a young age. Um, You know, if you look out on a beautiful mountain scene or something like that, it's just um, this weird, um, almost a sorrowful feeling that I get, I really, I, maybe I sound crazy or maybe you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's this weird, like deep seated desire to be in nature and be a part of nature and maybe a desire for a deeper connection. Um, it's like when you start to realize the depth and complexity of the beauty of the natural world and feel like as people, we can only really scratch the surface of it. You know, it says in the Bible about how God reveals himself through nature. And maybe it has something to do with that. And just, uh, that drawing of man into a relationship with God through nature. You know, it says deep calls out to deep. It's that deep desire for connection, you know, maybe mixed with the knowledge that, you know, especially in our day and time right now, You can really only get so close to nature, but as a hunter and in many ways as a big game hunter, we get a chance to enter into the ecosystem and really be a part of the natural world in a way that is unique that no one else really gets to experience that level of closeness with nature and, and God's creation, you know, and, um, and in turn, God himself, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, we all know there's something therapeutic about nature and God's creation. There's something mystical about 
that sense of adventure that's in every person. Something that I really am best able to tap into, you know, while hunting and something that I'll always want to chase. And um, it's something that definitely comes from deep within your spirit. And, um, you know, if anybody else has kind of experienced this, um, you know, I'd love to maybe talk to some of my guests about it if they know what I'm talking about, or if any of you guys out there know what I'm talking about, drop me a line and let me know. Um, it's something maybe we can delve into a little more. Anyway, like I said, um, my life has had some ups and downs and gone some weird directions. So, but, you know, my faith was always a big part of my life. You know, I, I became saved when I was a young kid, uh, I was involved in youth groups and all that, but I went away to college. I went to Virginia tech and, um, you know, like a lot of people did, I, I kind of wandered. Um, I went through like a little hippie phase and was in a band in college and all that. And, you know, really just kind of got in with the party lifestyle and, you know, thought I was too smart for Christianity and all that stuff. And, and really just wandered away from my faith and picked up some bad habits in college. And, you know, like I said, you know, a lot of people party and whatnot, but just my personality, I took it to the extreme and I left college with some some really bad habits that that got worse and ended up getting really deep into a, a bad drug addiction. Um, and that's something I might go into later. Don't want to give you all the gory details now, but you know, struggled with that for about a decade. You know, and was a daily user. And but I, I got clean about five years ago, clean and sober. And um, you know, I, I re you know I said I got saved when I was a kid. I do think I was saved, but, you know, I, I wandered pretty far. So I kind of, I, I say I got saved again. I don't really know how it all works, but um, my faith became real to me again. And, and my life has just drastically, completely changed since then. And I really, you know, rededicated my life to the Lord and, you know, made my faith a part of my day-to-day -day life and um, kind of jumped into my work at the Christian Broadcasting Network more seriously. And then, eventually decided to um, go into full-time ministry, which is where I am now. And I'd love to go, you know, more in detail in that, maybe in further episodes uh, about where my faith is now and, and more about that journey, but that's the basic idea of it. Once I did get clean, you know, um, I got a little fat. Well, I got really fat. <laughs> uh, you know, technically by the numbers, uh, I was obese, just about right at six foot, and um, I was pushing the scales at about 250 pounds with, you know, very little muscle, you know, as I started getting more responsible and, and growing deeper in my faith and kind of getting in some discipline, uh, I said, you know, enough's enough. I got to get on this and uh, started taking my physical fitness seriously. So I started hitting the gym and watching them. I was eating a little bit and um, or a lot. And yeah, I went from 250 down to about 200 and was feeling good. And then, you know, day-to-day -day life kind of creeped back in and gained about another 15 or so back. And then a buddy of mine who actually didn't know too well at the time, kind of a friend of a friend, reached out to me um, looking for a partner for this uh, 2020 caribou hunt. I said yes and um, was able to do that. And that was a game changer. I really started getting into some of the guys that I'm going to actually have on here as guests later, which I'm really excited about, but started listening to some of their stuff. Some of these Western guys that are really serious about fitness and hunting and, um, and backpack hunting. And it just opened up a whole new world to me, you know, cause 
most of my hunting experience has been, you know, sitting in tree stands for whitetails and, um, not knocking that. I'm not saying it's easy, but, um, backpack hunting and the mountains is a whole nother challenge. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a flatlander. I live on, you know, basically a coastal plain. So, um, this is a whole new game for me. And so I knew I needed to get in shape. My buddy I went with, uh, was an excellent physical condition plan on having him on here as a guest to talk about the trip, but he's former Navy special warfare. And so I knew if I was going to keep up with him going up and down these mountains with a heavy pack, I need to really get on it. So I started listening to some of these guys getting inspired and, um, and training my butt off. And as you guys know, it's so much easier to train when you have a goal in mind and had this, had this goal I was shooting for. And so I went from 215 down to where I am now at like 180. Um, and stronger than I've ever been in my life. And so, yeah, I want to share a lot of the experiences I went through through that and everything I learned and uh, everything down from, from gear to training to, you know, again, keeping your spiritual fitness up and what that looks like. So really excited about the future and uh, what we got coming on this podcast. And again, I plan on doing a whole episode about Alaska and everything I learned and and uh, the trip itself, I'm going to have my buddy that I went with on as a guest. Um, and uh, there'll be a lot of good info there. But, you know, I'm in the best place probably of my life right now. Best shape physically, you know, spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally. And so I thought it'd be a good time to kind of take a lot of stuff I've learned and stuff I'm still learning um, and bring on some really awesome guests that helped me along the way and share some of that with you guys um, and I think it'll be, it'll be valuable. And again, I know I already touched on this, but something that, um, you don't get a lot of in some of the other podcasts, cause there's a lot of great content out there about becoming a backpack hunter and getting in shape and healthy lifestyle and hunting and all that. But, um, I really feel like there was a lack in, um, of an outlet of, you know, people talking about the spiritual aspect of that and what that means, uh, you know, um, the soul of a man, the spirit of a man, how that, how that affects us and how that makes us better outdoorsmen and better, better men. So really looking forward to everything we got coming up in this podcast. I hope you guys will stick around, you know, stay up to date on social media at hunters quest underscore on Instagram. And, um, I appreciate y'all support. I know you guys are going to be able to learn a lot from the guests we got coming on here and it's going to be a really fun time. So, uh, the next podcast, the first episode with my cousin, we're going to talk about our crazy little adventure, our first uh, adventure into public land in the mountains. And man, did we learn a lot because we went in knowing pretty much nothing. It's it's a pretty good story. It's pretty funny. And we were able to come out of there with some success. So lots of good lessons learned there. So you make sure to want to check that out. Thanks again. And we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks again for listening to Hunter's Quest Podcast. And make sure you stay up to date on Instagram at Hunter's Quest underscore with pictures and videos from the stories we tell here and just my day to day, as well as stuff from the awesome guests we're going to be having on here. I'm also more than happy to answer any questions you guys might have, whether it's about hunting or spiritual stuff or fitness or gear. Also, if you like what you hear and you want to stay on this journey with me, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. It helps me out big time. 
So yeah, shoot me a message anytime, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you and continuing this quest together.